guys welcome back to one of the first new episodes of fighting for justice in the new year 2023 happy new year everybody um today guys we are going to do a an episode specifically about who is josh Tabay. now when we started this podcast dave and i um it was just us two at the time and we episode number one we really were able to kind of dig deep in who we are how we met um, and all of those things. Within that time, Josh joined the firm. And so now we want to take some time, get to know him, allow you guys to get a good insight on who Josh Tabay is because, you know, he's a very interesting character, but he, he brings something that is invaluable to this firm. And we wanted to dedicate an episode so that you guys would know and understand exactly what he brings to the Luff Strenfeld brand. So without really taking up too much more time. We're going to jump right into it. So who is Josh DeBay? I want you to kind of tell us a little bit about where you grew up and your background, things like that. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm local. I grew up in, was born and raised in, in Chad's Ford, which is, uh, we're, we're, we're recording right now in Paoli. So it's about 20 minutes from there. Um, what grew up there, went to school and went to school locally I went to college in Virginia, but everything else I've done, went to law school locally at Del in Delaware. So a lot of ties to the community. My family have, you know, been pretty steady in terms of like, you know, everyone sort of doesn't go too far. Like they don't migrate too far. You know what I'm saying? Okay, like so, they, ev so everybody in your family is kind of in this pretty area. Close. Pretty close. Like, yeah, like some people out more at like central Pennsylvania, um, some people uh you know in maryland but like everyone is kind of within like i want to say like an hour of each other so like it's not okay. like you don't have it's like we weren't like the family that has like somebody you know relatives in california or texas or like where we're trying like everyone has been pretty close to you know stayed close to the pod so to speak okay okay so, so for for me you know you you know me and my family like we're we're large family most of them in philadelphia and we're kind of close we're always together talk about them all the time i'm sure you know dave lives grant uh you know out in wilkes-barre area right. but his family's not like large per se like mine how would you describe your family dynamic i would say it, it's certainly not um as large as i mean it's i would say media i mean it's probably like a medium-sized family like our get-togethers at like you know christmas thanksgiving those are i mean they're they're kind of wild now because there's a lot of young kids running around <laughs> but like it's not you're not, you know, we don't have to like run out of room at a, you know, a convention center. You know what I mean? Like we can predict, we can all get into somebody's house, okay, and keep it kind of, you know, chill and low key. So, Fair enough. yeah, okay. So you mentioned that uh, you went to, you said law school in Delaware. Yeah. Well, it's why, yeah, it's the Widener University. Uh, it's Dave called, went, right? Yeah, it's called like Delaware Law School now. Okay. All right. And yep. what what year did you graduate? Was that 1858? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's um. <laughs> God, I want to say, I think it was, it was, I, it was 2006, 2006, 2006, I graduated law school, passed the bar the same year, Pennsylvania bar the same year, so 2006, like 17 years now. God. Yeah. What is it? Cause at 23, 26, you should be at 20. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So 14, yeah. 2020 would be 14. Yeah. So yeah. 17 years. It's just Oof. starting this year. Yeah. Nice. Congratulations. That's, that is a, that is a long That's crazy time. when I think about it. Cause I don't like think of, I, I really don't ever think about like 
stuff like timelines and shit like and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> you know, like that's that's wild. That's like the first time I've actually even thought about it. God, I've been licensed for seventeen. Yeah, years. you're coming up on on twenty. I'm, I'm coming up on like that's wild. ten now because twenty thirteen. Yeah, so this is like in October when I had passed the bar. That'll be my ten year mark. Yeah, and I feel the same way. I'm like, I don't really feel like I've been doing this for ten years. No, nah, man. Like I definitely don't think about it like that. You know. Okay, so. Well, let's talk about um, give a shout out to to your, your wife. That's where you met your wife in, in law school, right? Yeah, I met. So my wife and I met in the. Um, we both went to Delaware Law School. We were doing like a clinic. It was our third year. We were doing a clinic. Widener runs a clinic where the um, they have like eight or ten students that also <clears throat> they get like I forget what the word is now, but like they get like like certified legal. Intern. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, get certified. You get like a temporary certification from the court Supreme Court to like. Practice practice law, mm-hmm. but you have like a you know obviously your professors and everybody are there for everything and like they're over. so what we we would get cases that the Chester County Public Defender's Office would send to us and then you know we we would work the case right you know what I mean so it's actually as a law student like you're doing prelims and you're doing like you know guilt I think I had a guilt I did a guilty plea and I did a prelim like it was it was great in terms of like hands-on experience and stuff like that and what what side she was doing it too you were you on the prosecutor side at that point? no no your defense you're all it's a whole it's it's like the criminal defense clinic they call it okay so you were on the defense side doing this yeah 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 yeah. What? you were on our side in the very beginning yep i did the uh, yeah man it was like a came really really highly recommended and it's actually kind of difficult to get into like it's a there's a tough screening process but like yeah man you can't get like that's the best as a law student I totally like that agree. was wild. That is some of the best experience. I remember mine. I did the same thing in Drexel. We had the same like program. Mm-hmm. And because I came from like the trial team already, like I had some like trial skills, we'll say. But that going through it, actually being an attorney, going into the courtroom, seeing all that chaos in Philadelphia, yeah, and being able to like handle it with an actual public defender watching me. But, like, you know, they're giving – we're interns, so they're giving us, like, little baby cases. But to us, it's like, oh, my God, I'm handling something so amazing. Yeah, and you're also getting graded. <clears throat> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's a grade are. attached to this, and it's a lot of credits. So it was, like, a big – like, you know, you needed that, like, that A or whatever, like, you were trying to get. Like, that – so you really had to, like, buckle down in that. Like, okay, that was so crazy. you said your wife was also in that. Yeah, that's so- where we met. So you got to see her skills in the courtroom. Yeah, but we were so they teamed you up. Like you, there was like eight, there was like eight students in it, and you got they they split. You got there was four teams of two students, and like so everybody, so two of you would get the same, and you would work the file together. Okay, right, and she was with another. So, but I got teamed up with her best, like who was her name? Her I, I don't remember the name now, but like she was her best. It was my wife's best At friend at the time. Right. Okay. So she Mary Beth, that was her name, and so we were a team and Megan was teamed up with somebody else, but like I got to know her through like her best friend and that's sort of where, you know, yeah, that's the friend where I went hookup. from there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, exactly. Fast forward, you guys are, you know, dating, married, and now you're dad with three kids. Mm-hmm. Was that like it? Cause you know, we, me, I'm the, the single bachelor out of the three of us. Dave is married, but no kids. And right. then there's you. So there's like, so yeah, so we're going to, we skip over about 10 years there, but yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I have a, so I have a, a five-year-old daughter that's going to turn six this year. I have a, um, my, my middle son, Jack just turned four. And then we, we just have, we have a about 14 month old, um, uh, Maddox and he's, um, he's, you know, he's crazy too. So we've got 
three of them um, all under the age of six, which is which is you know, man, it's just chaos. It's <laughs> my house is my house is total chaos. But you know, you get to see them. You get to see them learn, and you get to see them grow up, and you get you know, it's like the the stuff that you hear about. Um, it's just it, you know, there's a, there's the rewarding aspects of it far far outweigh the lack of sleep and the you know the lack of you know <laughs> a lot of other things um my wife and i went out to on new year's eve my 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 uh my dad and stepmom actually sat for us for a few hours and we actually got to go out and like and be adults again and be adults <laughs> and like have a dinner and have a nice dinner and we're sitting there at dinner and we're like i think this is the first time that we've actually just the two of us have gone out in probably like a year and a half Wow. So it's crazy, man. It's like you, the sacrifices you make are are pretty pretty extreme, but you know the the, the flip side, the reward is the the reward is you know what you're doing. It yeah, for. my my guess, and obviously you know I, I don't have no kids, don't want no kids, but my guess is that up up front when they're young, you got to put in a lot of the work, a lot of the time, a lot of the effort, so that they know enough when you got to let them out into the world on their own. Because unfortunately, I feel like. The problem is that there aren't enough educated parents to educate their children, and right. so they come out into our world breaking the rules, and then we have to deal with them. Yeah, yeah. Like, listen, I'm sorry that you didn't learn this from your parents, but like, so I, I, I commend good parents. And I see the work you, you put gotta in. Be, you got to be mentally, like, you got to be ready for it. Like, you got to know, like, that there's so many people that have kids that just aren't mentally ready to do it. They or, seem or to break your will, Kids or they're too to young. You yeah, the but like, so my wife and I were married for, I don't, I mean, I don't remember, but like a long time, like <laughs> five. I mean, I'm just trying to like from we got married saying, to when no. we had kids, right, right. right. No, so we got saying. to do, like, we got to experience the whole. You know, we're married. Let's let's travel. Mm -hmm. Let's hang out. Let's do what like let's do all that stuff. Get it out of our systems, kind of mm -hmm. so to speak. I mean, it's still in our systems, but right, like, right. Experience everything we want to experience before we take that jump yeah before you because have to take that once you do your life as you know it is is over like your 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 life you have a new life now right right where you are responsible for raising these you know these gremlins as we call them and <laughs> and making sure that they're you know they have everything they need and they're provided for and like daycare mm -hmm. and all that stuff man so people i see it all the time like i i've, I've had friends that just you know, they come in and they're like, oh, my, you know, we're pregnant and blah, 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 blah. And we're so excited. And then, like, six months later, they, like, you know, like, out. you can tell, like, yeah. it's killing them. They don't, they want to, they still want to party. Like, oh, they still want to yeah. do, you know what I mean? Like, they still want to do the single life or not even, like, they still want to have the freedoms to go out on a Friday night and just get hammered. And you just, you just can't do it anymore. Yeah. That's why I don't have it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know exactly no, what you, you know, mean. No, but you know. <laughs> but I do know exactly what you what mean. You yep. know, yeah, but you know <laughs> yeah. that's why you don't want it. You don't oh, want Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. I don't I don't want responsibilities. Like, the, this law firm is enough responsibility for me, so, like, I don't have it in me. Yeah, but yeah. kudos to you, man. Kudos to the work you done put out. And I can say, Megan, we, we, we offer him to come out. All the time, <laughs> and he he always nah man she'll kill me yeah. she'll kill me well <laughs> I gotta I've gotta go back and do my responsibilities exactly. but I hear you saying to my no and I I respect that so I try to just throw your offers out but I'm like he can't go nah. <laughs> like, he can't go right now or you know 
Uh, or you guys need to tell me like a month in advance. Yeah, as a bachelor, I live. <laughs> Which like you day don't to live day. like. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I mean you live five minutes at a time. Exactly, right? exactly. You know, yeah. So, so, anyway. so we're gonna transition into kind of the professional side, right? So, mm-hmm. guys, that is who who is who's Josh background. But let's talk about so after you do um, the law school and you're in there on the defense side, then where do you go after you graduate law? What's your first legal job? Uh, my so my first legal job was actually as a as a clerk f- in Baltimore City for their um, for their firearms enforcement unit, which w- I did that I was in Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah, where did you get barred? Pennsylvania and Jersey. I never got barred down learn? there. Okay, so you were just working down. there. I was there. working down there um, just because there was a there's a family friend down there that was able to get me the job, and okay. I knew like I knew I wanted to, at that point I knew I wanted to. You know, I knew I wanted to prosecute. Like I knew I wanted to be a prosecutor. Yeah, that, and you know what? The funny story. Yeah, where's the flip? You were on at our the side. Of, so at the end <laughs> of this, so at the end of this clinic, they do like this whole like you know they do a year in review thing and like everybody yeah, 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 like yeah. what did you learn and mm-hmm. and what what did you take away from from dealing with the clients and 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 dealing with the judicial system and do you still want to do this kind of law or do you want to go do like transactional law now right. because you saw this? Do you want to be a real estate attorney or? And I was like. You know what? I want to be a prosecutor. <laughs> they were like, wow. <laughs> is, they're uh, like, they're like, you can see like the, the the professor was like, really? Exactly, because you let her down. Yeah. Or him, whoever it was, you let them down. Because I feel like, in my opinion, because they worked so hard to teach you the kind of craft and the skill set and like the things you kind of learn are from the defense side, like the cross-examination, how to do all those things. Mm-hmm. The prosecutors start from the other side. Right. Right. So like for them to have spent money teaching you how to be kind of like a criminal defense attorney and for your brain to be like, yeah, thanks. This I want to go to the other this side. This just makes me want to be a DA even more. It's kind of what I said. Yeah. And, and, and they're like, yeah. So anyway. Um, That's funny. So, yeah. So I went to I went to Baltimore City. I worked there for a year. Um, firearms enforcement. And it was I mean, it was fantastic experience. It's just like it's, you know, a big city. Uh, Baltimore has a horrible, horrible as you know, has been well publicized. That makes so much. This is why you love the wire so much. Yeah, because they were filming it when I was working there. That like they makes would come so in the much co- more sense now. They would. Co- I mean, I love it because it's a fan, you know because yeah, the show have, is great. But, you but like yeah, personal. Yeah, like I met of, a lot of the guy. Like I met a lot of the people. That's because I mean, they would come okay. into the courthouse and film right. while we were working. So, right. but <clears throat> that I mean, you know, you guys talk about it all the time about all the advantages the police have, and no one get. I mean, like, dude, like down there, it was just I just watching my. The attorneys that I worked for, mm-hmm. it was just watching them get their ass kicked in trial, like all the time. Like, the, if you got a guilty verdict down there, it was because you had the one cooperative witness out of a billion. You know, like you got you hit the lottery, or all your witnesses were cops. Like that was the only way you got a guilty verdict down there. So uh, you learn a lot. Like you learn, like it's kind of like, like they're fighting the, the the good fight, as you call it, but like mm-hmm. as they call it, but. It's just you're just banging your head against the wall. Like it was just loss after loss after not guilty, not guilty, not guilty, not guilty. Well, that's what you know happens what I mean? when people can't trust the system. And yeah, but you. But so I was exposed to that, and I learned that at like such an early stage in my career, right? That it's like helped me. It like I just I come into things I feel like with a different mindset than a lot of people do because doing the clinic, seeing things from that side in law school, mm-hmm. and then going to Baltimore. Where it's just the DA, it's just the, the government getting their ass kicked all the time. 
like it just you know what I mean like it just yeah it, it, coming up in if I had gone and worked as a DA in Chester County from that like, yeah you wouldn't have seen you wouldn't I, have you had that experience that. you don't no. get any of that you're like yeah. oh I'm just supposed to win every time right oh or, oh the judges <laughs> are just gonna give me whatever I want right or oh I don't I just I'm not ready to proceed so I'll just get a continuance even though this is the sixteenth listing yeah it, like. So when I when I go to court there and I and I see that stuff and I tell you guys all the time like I, that 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 stuff just would not have flown when I was when I was involved without so okay I'm, just, I'm learning a lot about you right now it may, it makes sense because you are very when it comes to your cases you are very like dot your eyes yeah. cross your t's like yeah I'm not even gonna bring this into court unless I like no no you know what I mean like oh, yeah. I feel like dealing with you in court is kind of like dealing with the feds. By the time I get to a Josh Tabay, like he already has all the information, right? right? Like a lot of times dealing with district attorneys, it's like they don't know they, they don't know, know what's going on about their own no, case. No, no. Or I haven't talked to this witness, or right. I haven't talked to my officer. Like, yeah, man. Like when you, I, that was like that's always been one of my strengths has been like, go ahead, go ahead. prep. I'm like so over prepared for that, stuff. That makes sense. That makes sense because just, you were trained makes, by the defense attorneys who who right. taught you. That and you took that and went to the other side with it. In my opinion, that's kind of yeah, how that worked. It probably formed. It probably formed the foundation for it. Yeah. yeah. But then going to going and working in Baltimore and seeing how, like, you're gonna lose even if you put up the best case you possibly can. So like yeah. these guys were like, they they were never gonna lose on. They were never gonna lose because they weren't prepared. Right. Right. They're right. gonna lose because the jury just doesn't trust their witnesses or right. doesn't or doesn't trust the system. But the worst thing you could ever do is is have a situation where you would have won, but the defense attorney was more prepared, or the defense attorney knew the case better than you did, or like you know what I mean? Yeah, it's unforgivable. It in is, my and that, and especially there where the odds are so stacked against you to begin with, like, and that's again, that's where I just picked up on a like, fine, if you beat me, fine, but like, I'm not gonna go in there and just give you a, a free pat. Like, I'm gonna. I'm gonna fight you the entire way, right? But you weren't because you weren't barred there. You're not trying cases there. You're just kind of like no. Seeing but I'm, this and is learning, what I'm learning right? from the lawyers that right, I'm working right, with. Okay. The 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 states the assistant states attorneys that I'm working with. Okay. Um, that's is what I like. That's the how one long thing. were you there? Like 14 months. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, time. I was there okay. a while. Like I really I got to see a lot. After that? after that, I went to Bucks County, um, and which is a little which is just north of here. Um, and I worked, I was, I was a DA. I was, I was already licensed. So I just came in as a, as a, as a young prosecutor and. Okay. And how long were you there? Five years. Okay. Almost and to the date. What, you know, you know, I, I know how Philly's prosecutors kind of run through, but can you explain for, uh, anybody who, who's listening right now, exactly kind of what those five years were like, what did you learn? Where did you start? Where did you finish? Just run us through kind of that, that portion. Yeah. So I came in, um, I already had, I already had a little bit of experience coming, obviously coming from Baltimore, which I think right. is was attractive to them, and they, that's what they they wanted to bring somebody in like that that they didn't had already sense. had already, obviously it's a different uh, procedure. Baltimore has totally different criminal procedure than Pennsylvania, but like it's, I kind of knew I came in with like I wasn't just coming in as like an intern or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like yeah, I had yeah. a lot more experience, exactly, a lot more like serious serious cases. You, you were know, like shooting. You were like a you were like a first draft uh, quarterback that sat. For yeah. a year and learn. Nah, it's good. I like that. Yeah. And then just, it was like, I oh, helped, yeah, let's let's get that one. He, he, he's going to have some information. I held the clipboard on the sideline um, yeah. for a while, but yeah, but not, nah, but, but I wouldn't have done it any other way. Like that's the best. I think that's the best way to do it. I agree. So, um, yeah. So Bucks. I mean, uh, yeah, Bucks County. You have to. It, it's there's a lot. It's a heavy. It's a very 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 heavy caseload. Um, I'd say it's heavier than 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 Chester County and, and the, the some of the other because it's 
you know, it shares a border with with North Philadelphia as well. So there's a lot of spillover. Um, Bristol, Ben Salem. I mean, there's some some tough areas. Uh, and you learn. I mean, you you learn fast. I mean, you they kind of you know you get a you get a you know maybe a month kind of to 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 get your feet under you and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they, they but they they throw you in like real quick. It's sinkers. It's sinkers. Swim cases now, right? So now you're getting actual court ex- like. The attorney experience, not yeah. just watching oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the courtroom. So you're trying cases at this point, right? Yeah, it was like I think they wanted you to. Uh, you had to go through a. You had, you, you had to go through like you had to go through their pre-trial, you know, with with prelims and stuff, and then they right. move you to juvenile. Right. So you right. do it. You do a stint step in juvenile. Step yeah, process. you know, just yeah, yeah, like yeah. the defenders do. Like mm-hmm. you go step by step, and then you get onto a trial team, and okay. then that's when you start. That's when they sort of like. And within your five you years, use. did you hit kind of that spot where you were like the guy trying the cases? Yeah. Oh, yeah. One yeah. of those, right? I mean, you hit that spot by, I mean, you're trying cases within a year of being there. And then so on your, you know, when I was there, by the time I was there, um, I was actually, when I left, I was actually running their air. I was running the ARD unit. Okay. Which is kind of funny because I see how I was running it versus how it gets run now <laughs> right. for some of the other places. and. You know, which is which is which was really cool as well. So, like, you're running that, but you also have your other responsibilities in terms of trial teams and stuff like that. But that's, yeah, man. Again, you just you, you you're sort of a sponge. You like you learn like every every day you're learning new stuff every absolutely. day. Absolutely. I mean, you know, is like again, like coming up as like you're like you're a law firm. You're you're like you're the biggest, and that's the DAs that I worked for always say we're the biggest law firm in Bucks County. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So we're gonna act like it. And every you know, it's a team. We're going to train each other. You're going to learn from each other, and we're going to put the best product out that we can, you know, because we have obligations to the to the citizens and the Bucks County and everything like that. So yeah, man, it was great. it was great, and it was like again, the stuff that you learn, the preparation and and things that go because you you never. I feel like a lot of attorneys now that I see, we were talking about it off the air, but like you just they walk in and they're just no one is prepared to do anything. Right. No one is prepared. Right. And that just that would not have flown with my judges, like with the judges, like we're out, like no, we're moving cases, right? We're moving them, right? You're taking too long. What yeah, are you doing? we're moving cases today. I don't care if you're not ready. Go get ready. <laughs> right. I was just telling uh, Judge Sawyer this. Shout out to Judge Stephanie Sawyer in Philadelphia. Um, essentially, like coming from Philadelphia, where people are consistently like. I don't care what this is like. You don't have a property receipt. You're putting this case up anyway. Yeah. To like learning like that, learning where like essentially there are no excuses. If I go into the courtroom, any judge can kind of like force me to be like, "Hey, you're trying this case, so try it right yeah. now." Yeah. Versus coming out where people are like, they give in the counties, they give a lot more leeway. They give a lot more like, and attorneys kind of take that. And if you didn't start from like you called it. Uh, the biggest law firms, I agree. Mm-hmm. They teach teamwork. They teach you to be prepared all the time. They teach you that, like, listen, instead of going and starting the wheel, come to us. Let's talk this through. And by the time you get used to that kind of teamwork learning, when you step out into smaller firms or different firms, it's interesting when they use the word teamwork it's not always teamwork, yeah. <laughs> right? No, it's definitely not. And I think no. that kind of, I think I might have skipped the firm in between. No, but you're right. Like it's, 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 you know, and the defenders too. I mean, the defenders are probably would probably be other than the Philly DAs would be the biggest law firm in, in Philadelphia. You I agree. I mean? So you have an obli- the, the higher ups have an obligation to train, like, you know what I mean, like to train the guys to bring them up the right way and 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 learn, make sure they learn the system the correct way, but mm-hmm. that they're ready for anything. 
Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. you've got to be re- like every day. And this people were like, why do you want to be the? Because every day is different. Like, you learn you're never going to get the same day. No. Monday and Tuesday are like <laughs> drastically different. Totally different days. <laughs> Absolutely. You can have multiple days within one day. Also true. But you get a call from a, you know, you you walk in your office and you get a call from an officer and they're like, oh, I'm on scene with a, you know, or I'm on scene with a, with a fatal car crash. Like, I need to, like, what do you, what, what am I supposed to do? Blah, blah, blah. You know, like that, that can happen at any instant. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're not, yeah, so anyway, you, yeah. you just, you learn so much, so much and it, and it molds the people like how you've been molded and I've been molded and, di- and like everyone gets molded differently. But like, mm-hmm. you can tell, like when I go to court now, I can tell the people that came up through a PD's office or came up through a DA's office and the people that didn't. It's, it's so easy to tell. It, it's so easy to tell. <laughs> it's you know what so mean? easy to tell. So moving forward from there, so you're at the DA's office. Where do you go after that? After the DA's office, I went to a plaintiff's firm in Philadelphia. They were Wilkes and McHugh, who was a nationwide, um, like they did medical malpractice and nursing home abuse and neglect cases. So I came uh, straight from... Bucks County and literally started like, you know, the next day at, at their office in Philadelphia. And it's a firm that all they do, um, is, you know, they, they represent plaintiffs and families of of plaintiffs in Mm -hmm. like nursing home abuse and neglect cases. Talk a little bit about that. What'd you learn while you were there? I, first of all, I learned the, I learned civil law, which is, which is, you know, that money is yeah but it's also it's like learning a new language i mean like you literally have to learn from the from day one i mean you can you can think back to like civil procedure from law school it's not like that man (laughs) good luck yeah but it's not like it's so different when you're actually doing it and you're actually like and again it's a huge firm but you realize that's when you that's when i first was like this isn't really a team you know like right this is kind of like make as much i mean they, they again. I, I give them all the credit in the world because they were ultra successful and they developed new ways to destroy, to, to challenge these nursing homes and and hold people accountable for for like just devastating losses that people suffered at nursing homes. It's just horrible, tragic. But like, you know, that's when you start to realize like this is a new, this is a new realm. Right. Like this is kind of like people are there, there's direct competition between people in the office for advancement. And for money, and, and okay. so that you're kind of like, okay, I got. Am I getting the best training I possibly can here, or is it sort? Does everyone kind of have their own, you know, agenda and their own, you know, way of doing things that they want to? Yeah, they don't necessarily want to share all their right. all their skills. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. They don't want to necessarily give you all the <laughs> tricks. Like they want to kind of either see if you figure it out on your own, or Keep not it from you. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's private practices. That's a, it's that's a different. It's a different. Be, it's a different animal. I mean, again, I felt like what I was doing was coming from a from a DA's office, um, and prosecuting down coming. I felt like I was, and I've told you and Dave this. Like, I felt like I was now in a position where I was prosecuting, um, you know, corporate people for mm-hmm. for for malfeasance in the way that they were running these homes. Right. Only I was a prosecutor with like endless resources. Not that the DA's offices don't have endless resources, but now I had endless money. Right. No, I, I, can, I, could I get use. exactly what you mean. Yeah. I could yeah. hire any investigator I want. I could hire any, you know, I could hire any expert I want. I could hire any doctor I want. Like cost wasn't a wasn't Right. A That's actually a dope ass way to think about it though, because the truth is that because you were so meticulous, trained by that that quick little PD stint, by that longer 
in in uh, Baltimore, seeing it, and then coming over to Bucks County and, and being very meticulous, making sure you're very prepared. Taking that mindset is like, listen, I'm still just prosecuting these people, except at the end, I'm not asking for jail time. I'm asking for, for money for punishment. Yeah, that's that's the way they punish. Right, they punish by. Yeah, I would hate to be at the end of that road with you dotting the i's and crossing t's too. Most of your cases probably settled. Yeah, a lot of them did. Um, but again, a lot of it has to do with the fact that these defense. The, you know, you're again, you're dealing with a totally different analysis. Like the defense is not analyzing the case on how do I get a not guilty. Or how do I get my guy out of jail? The defense is analyzing the case on if we go all, if we if we take this all the way to trial, what is our exposure in terms of like how much money could we have to pay? Right. 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 They're all about limiting exposure and limiting the amount of money that like they would have to pay out of their coffers to make this case go away. Mm-hmm. Can we get can we get it done for cheaper if we settle now or if we if we roll the dice and especially like in Philadelphia where we go to trial and we get hit for you know big we, money big money right you know we could have settled the case out of court for 150,000 and now we get hit for you know 1.5 million the people right. that made that call the people that said no we're not are probably getting fired right because they just right. <laughs> they just cost their company a million dollars right when they could have settled before and they didn't and they said no we're going to pay our lawyers to go to trial and so totally different analysis from the defense side, but n- not as much of an ana- different analysis from my side, gotcha. right? And now yeah. I don't, I don't have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt. I got to right. prove by preponderance. Right, the burden which is got like, easier. I only have to show that you were fifty-one percent instead yeah. of like ninety-nine percent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, I've always, I've always thought that. Like, yo, being a criminal defense attorney and like being used to arguing beyond a reasonable doubt. I'm like, man, it must be so easy to go in court and be like, <laughs> yeah. the burden is like, I don't know. Nothing. It's like, <laughs> like this. Right? Like, like this. the burden is like just, you really want to send me in court when the burden is like just I don't, 50%? I barely, have to pr- I barely have to prove my case. I barely have to right. prove I'm it. Right. I'm like, I should never lose. Yeah, you really, sh- I mean, honestly, man, like plaintiffs, if you've got a strong case as a plaintiff, like it, the, the, the problem that you run into is you can still prove your case, right? And a mm-hmm. jury could still say, yeah, we're going to give you $10. Fair right? enough. Okay. okay. So that's that's the that's the thing that you have to take into consideration. But that was, the, I remember like when I was learning, I'm like, damn, I I, I all I got to prove is like this little right. time, like a kid no with a more, Christmas tree. Yeah, it's no more reasonable doubt. Like hell yeah, I don't have to prove reasonable doubt anymore. Felt I have the, to prove that burden got lighter. <laughs> Dude, it was like a, yeah, it was a weight falling off. That's funny. Okay, so, yeah. so then you so you are there for a while. You're learning about uh, specifically um, the. Uh, like no, ner- the nursing home malpractice, yeah, nursing like professional malpractice, okay. as we call it. Yeah. And then you go into the other firm, correct? And then I went to the law office in Westchester, where okay. you, me, and Dave all met up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was brought in there uh, to just basically manage the entire the, the firm's entire personal injury practice. Um, so you went. So again, you went from like learning the skill set for a little while. Yeah creating it, getting all the knowledge you needed, and then another firm saw your value and was like, hey, can you just kind of run this area for us? Right. And then, I, and I also wanted to get out of, like, as, as great as it is practicing in Philly, like, I was still living out in Chester County at the time, so the okay. commute was brutal. Okay. Um, so I wanted to get out closer to where I was living and where my family was. Um, so it was actually, it was a, it was really a perfect fit. Um, you know, unfortunately, things didn't, Actually, probably fortunately, things worked out the way they did. Yes, they did. But 
um, now I'm now when I go there, I'm not really learning anymore. Now I'm like applying it, right? Because it was like here, now like it's on you run this thing, right? Right? Because well, I don't want to get into the Josh Janice stuff, but like yeah, so it was sort of like this is your this is what you're here to do. You're here to manage these whatever. I mean, we probably had 150 personal injury cases at the time, and it's like figure out where all these cases are, what needs to happen, what needs what do you need to do, and just go and do it. Okay, right? so you're so, saying 150 personal injury cases. Where they at this point they're not all uh, nursing home cases. No, right? so this they're is all, all kinds of things. Right. So this isn't just nursing home. This is like now it's car accidents. Now it's slip and falls. Now it's workers' compensation. Now it's you know I mean some not not a lot of malpractice, but it was you know a lot of like there was some products liability, like mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Okay. Like so he was so the lawyer that I went to work for was basically like taking in all comers. You but know, you he, were the one that was doing everything. Like you were the one that had to you know. I was, I was, but when I first came in there, they weren't like you had cases that were in all states where, you know, some cases were brand new. Some had been there for three years. Mm -hmm. So you sort of have to, you have to get to, you have to really get your hands in the mud and, and get, cause you're, you got to call people that have been, you know, and introduce yourself that have been a client of the firm for three years and be like, yeah, I'm taking your case. And so there was a lot of, um, uh, I wouldn't call it stress, but there's a lot of like. I would. Yeah. <laughs> I would call it stress. Yeah, but I feel like you're you were transitioning from kind of that attorney who kind of was being not. I don't want to say watched, but like you had less responsibility to uh, being like, hey, this is really your responsibility. We're yeah. gonna bring these cases in, but you have to be the one that like kind of yeah uh, does cor- everything right. So there was no, there was no. Well, you know from working there, there was no oversight. I mean, right. the oversight, or or if there was, it was very limited, and it was all Monday morning quarterbacking, right? It was never exactly. like exactly. It was always like this is what you should have done, right? Right. Not it, like, it was come back for blame. Yeah, kind, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I it got was, you. It was never like, hey, you got the. I, I see that you got this case coming up. Let's talk about it. Let's let's figure out what you're going to do. It was mm-hmm. never that. It was always like, it didn't happen. You know, again, I I, I did pretty well. It wasn't like clients were complaining to my boss if that really never happened but it was like why did you do this right you know what i mean like so you're always kind of on the back foot and it was always kind of like you're trying to offer an explanation as to why you did something and you're like look i made the best call that i could based on the information that i had right Mm -hmm. and based on the and based on my knowledge of the law like so so anyway i mean uh, i think that i think the ultimate thing is we kind of learned it simultaneously yeah i learned it a little bit earlier but right it essentially is just the matter of once you become good enough, in my opinion, as an attorney to stand on your own, having somebody over top of you questioning you doesn't fly. It, it just, I don't no, care it's, it's, who you are. Even if you are a boss to me, but you're paying my paycheck, I have the same like education as you. And if you think you're better at this than me, then you go into the courtroom and you do what I do. Otherwise, you can be quiet. That was my mindset. That was my mindset for seven years working there. So, like, because yeah. I was going into the courtroom every day, like, I don't don't question me. No. Because I'll just walk out. And then that's kind of, I think yours kind of hit that head, too. Yeah. And you know what I really learned there is, like, and you probably you probably feel the exact same way. Like, when I was growing up, like, my, my bosses at the DA's office, my bosses in Baltimore, and my boss in, in, in Philadelphia and Wilkes, like, Dude, I had so much respect for them. Absolutely. Would have ran through a wall for a wall. Yeah, but like I had – I'm like, damn, these are like 
first of all, they're awesome attorneys. Absolutely. Like they're so good at what they do, but they're like, but they're leaders. Yeah. Not only, not only can they, not only can they do whatever they want to do in the courtroom, but they like, they can, they can teach, they can lead, they can put up, you know, they're, they're responsible for, they under, they embrace, put it this way. They embrace the responsibility of like, these young guys, I gotta get them. I gotta get right. them ready. I gotta yeah. get them ready. Yeah, yeah. And I think that they they never, in my opinion, the one thing. Shout out to Jordan Barnett. Shout out to Emily Robb, uh, Leander. There you go. Taco. These are all PDs who like. Man, I wouldn't be the lawyer I am today right. without them. And I'm sure I'm forgetting many, many others. And some of them are just kind of my friends and colleagues. We kind of grew up together. Them too. Shout out to all of them. But the greatest thing about the bosses to me in the PD's office was. They never made my mistakes feel like I was stupid for making those mistakes. They're like, look, I, I made that when I was young. Here's yep. how you avoid it. Here's how you learn from it. And so that always kind of put more confidence in me to, like, not be afraid to make the mistake, but make sure that you are overly prepared so that you don't make stupid mistakes. Right. And that right. creates a level of no, confidence and, and it, teamwork. Yeah, exactly. And it fosters a a sense of, like... <clears throat> Um, like it's a positive thing, yeah. right? So, so it's a positive attitude in the office. Mm-hmm. It's not like, which, which I think was was the opposite of what I experienced when I was in Westchester. It's not like it. it that was just more of like a very. I just thought it was. A, it was a very. The environment is very negative. It's overly negative. I feel you there, right? So it was going back to what I was saying though. You learn what makes a good leader and and someone that you can respect versus what you want to avoid right and that brings us to where we are today you know clearly we left dave and i we started love strenfell and then you know um due to whatever circumstances happened you left and we have now linked up and joined forces and essentially all we really did was say hey stop banging your head over the wall over there and come run our section of this because Luff Strenfeld, we didn't have that, right? We had the criminal side. Yeah, you're talking about personal injury, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 We didn't have any of the things that you did at that other firm. Right. We weren't able to offer to anybody here because we didn't have that knowledge. So when you were like, hey, look, we're leaving, I was like, yeah, 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 get him on the phone, get him on the phone, get him on the phone. We need that big money and that knowledge over here real quick. Yeah, no, it was was the perfect fit. So it was like, I'm, I'm definitely, all of us are. All of us have, have learned a lot in our careers about uh, every aspect of the law, but like mm-hmm. not only that, but like how to like be, um, I don't know what the word is, but we're, let's say responsible people. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with Like that. I wouldn't work with you guys if I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. I, and you guys wouldn't <laughs> right. work with me. Like, so you have to have a, you have to have a certain level of trust in the people that you're working with, mm-hmm. but you have to know like at, at their core, they're like right. a good per, they're a good person. Hey, that's all I ask. They're not for a piece of e- S- yeah, exactly. SHIT, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And like we care about each other and we want we want everyone's cases to succeed. And it's not a situation where, you know, I, I don't I don't want to dwell on the negative, but like right, we, no. by us going through that experience that we all went through but prior to coming here, right, is is I think I think it really helped our mindsets about like this is how we want to practice. Right. You know what I mean? Like this yep. is what this is what we want. This is how we want to be respectful and responsive to the clients. And this is how we want to like advocate. This is how we want to run things. Totally we learn agree. what doesn't work. <laughs> right, right. In our opinions. Yeah, we know what, what I, doesn't work for us. Correct. Yeah, that's the way to say and it. Because I don't want to say it doesn't work, yeah, period. Right. There's but something it you have to micromanage. True. But as an attorney, I don't like to micromanage. If if I ask you to do a job, I 
hope that you are good enough to do the job that we're asking of you and or that you're going to come or if you if you ask me to do something and I and I for whatever reason I'm not grasping it your door is open for me right. to come and talk to you about oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Right? Yes, Whereas absolutely. in other situations, I felt like that door was kind of cracked, you know, not right, really open. Right, right. Yeah, d- just feeling comfortable to Wait. ask questions is very important. And the way that people communicate with you when you're asking questions is very important. And if you don't have a level of respect, it goes south very quickly. Yeah, as you and I both know. So, yeah, yeah. As, as so that, that yeah. is one thing that I can say that I wanted, that was another reason why I wanted people to see, right, that sometimes on camera, we, we're still different people, and we still have very different personalities, all three of us. We still have, all three of us are very opinionated, and most of the time, me and Dave walk stride by stride. Mm-hmm. You have a very different upbringing, and so sometimes we on camera seem to clash, but I didn't want that to kind of overshadow that like underneath that there is a level of respect mutually between right. all of us and hopefully you know people will yeah, understand not- exactly what you bring to this firm and we will spend more time kind of digging into a little bit more because you gave us a lot today so yeah. we're definitely gonna there's gonna be all kinds of things to where we can break down exactly what it is you do how you you know your value so i thought that that was an important thing to, to get out to the people. Yeah. And I, and like I said, it's, it's, it's based on, um, God, what'd you, what'd you say? 14 years, 17, like, 17 you don't even years? remember. <laughs> I know, man, it's crazy, but it's based on 17 years of, 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 you know, the school of hard knocks. Let's call yeah. it that. Oh, yeah. Life. You know what I mean? Just well, 17 years of, 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 of legal. Yeah. Of everything. So yeah. Yeah. So on that note, guys, we're going to wrap up, um, I appreciate your time. Obviously, there's going to be more. Yep. But until next time, this is JJ. We are fighting for justice. This is Josh. We logging off. Everybody be safe. Get the word out. Fight, 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 fight. Fighting for justice. Fight, 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 f